ba 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 <laughs> Welcome to the 100th episode of 100 episodes of X's Nexus. We made it. Hello, kids. Hi, everybody. I'm Christina Parker. And I'm Jim Brogan. And we host a podcast together about pop culture, music, movies, stuff like that. Stuff that irritates us. Yeah, annoying stuff that happens on a daily basis. Uh, The thing is that we used to live together and uh, share a bed with a Dalmatian. And... (laughs) Uh, then we broke up with each other and it was a mess. And then we got over that shit and married some really cool people that were not each other, but love each other anyway. <laughs> um, so we're joined today by Jim's wife, Kelly. Hi, everybody. And also my husband. My husband. My husband? Also known as the captain. The captain. Hey! There he is. So the premise of our show, folks, is that we um, talk about all of this pop culture stuff. And then at the end of the show, we have a mysterious question that we ask each other. And the captain is our bartender. He bases a cocktail around those secret questions. So um, this being our 100th episode, we have a very special episode for you. So we're only going to have one cocktail. Um, The special episode is... You want to give us a cocktail first? Yeah. We'll see if we can guess. What's wrong with you? I, I was going off on a tangent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there it is. Tay Tay. Edit that out, Tay Tay. Don't talk over each other. How long have we been doing this? They don't have a microphone. I'm going to smack the both of you in the face. You can't smack me. I'll smack you for him, Wally. <laughs> uh, hey. Hi. We have a special cocktail this evening. Yes, Captain. All right, so I was looking around for uh, some kind of centennial-based cocktail or 100 cocktail. Uh, there, I kind of blended it together and made our own. I found one. there. It's called a Centennial Punch. I took the base of that, and I kind of added on and made our own cocktail. So this is called the Nexus Centennial Cocktail. Nice. So give it a sip there, I will. sippy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's delicious pineapple. What's in it? Pineapple. Can't sip at the same time. Pineapple. Pineapple's in it. All right. So it's, it's a work in, this is a work mm-hmm. in, it is frothy. This is a work in progress, kids. So uh, what we have is four ounces of pineapple juice, two ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of sweet vermouth, um, a quarter ounce of lemon, a dash of cumin, and you shake them in a shaker with ice. And that's it. And you pour them into a glass with muddled pineapple juice. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. It was the best ever. I just smacked Christina in the head because she was <laughs> mocking me while I was giving you. I wasn't mocking you at all. No one was paying attention. Oh, my God. That was the best thing ever. 
<laughs> we're still with video right now because it was the best ever. <laughs> just remember, kids, violence is hilarious. I was just playing with my hair. I was listening, but also not listening. <laughs> so there you have it. There's our cocktail for the show. You know, so we, we really actually have. I know it's really distracting. You can't help staring at yourself. So here's our bicentennial cocktail. This consists of tequila, tangerine juice, and a little bit of salt. Did I see you put a little bit of salt and in it? And soda water. And soda water. That sounds great. So that's the, that was what I was thinking with this one. When I was going down trying to figure this drink out, the original uh, punch called for bourbon. And I'm like, that sounds good. I want to see what bourbon and pineapple juice is like. But the whole time I wanted to put tequila in it, except for that bite of the tequila, I bet you it's really good. Mm. No, I, here, I, in fact, I'm going to change this up. I'm going to call that the Nexus Celebration. That's what that drink's going to be called. All so right, you so actually have two recipes for this. The Nexus, the Nexus Celebration. Celebration. Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't have the rights to that song. I didn't sing that much. It doesn't matter. If I sang more. I covered it up. What? I said, good thing I covered it up with my sampling of no. Yeah. It was a parody. So, what are we doing for this episode? Jim, what are we doing for this episode? For this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are going over all of the generations that we have at least partially lived through and doing, um, picking out our favorite or most impactful movies from each generation that we have been a part taking part in. And that would be only, uh, we're, we're going to limit it to three per decade. And the Correct. Decade the decade we're starting in is the 70s. So we're doing 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. So we each have a top three of our, yeah, impactful. I said that to Wally um, this weekend. I said, you know, are they my, is it the best movie of that decade? Probably not. But is it something that yeah. I can say every line of the movie to because I watched it a million times? I like well, that. Yes. Because, and a lot of my, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because it was impactful to where I was in my life at the time that I watched it, right? It's yes. so yeah. memorable. You can remember the movie theater you were in, the smell of the fucking carpet, like how many seats were in it, who you were with, what day of the week it was. Like, that's the way I feel about the movies that I chose. They are burned in my brain. I like your choice. I, I like how I like how you chose to pick movies like that because I picked similarly as well. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> we're all Abed. Uh... Who wants to go first? I think Wally should go first. Wow, and the, starting off in the deep, dark, depressing 70s, huh? Yes. Oh, God, the 70s were hard. 70s were brutal. Yeah. I think definitely mine are going to shock you. I think we're all going to shock each other in this episode. I think, I think for me, the 70s was the hardest decade to pick from. Yeah. Everything else came like lickety-split to me. I don't know. 70s like, were pretty easy for me because there's not much. I mean, there's not many bright spots. I mean, there is. There's a lot of great movies, but they're all dark and depressing as fuck. Like so the 70s. It's, yeah, it's just brutal. Okay, anyway, so okay. How do we, how, so, like, how do we do this? Do you, Wally, you give one, Christina give one, and then we just no, go around I'll the give, let's, or... let's each go give our three. Let's yeah. just give our okay. three. Yeah. Okay, cool. So here, here we go. I'll start in the 70s. My three are, in no particular order, uh, top three 70s. Uh, the Conversation, Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. Wow. Uh, there's something about that movie. I just... It, 
ever since I saw it, I just, I love it. And it's one of those things that just kind of connects with me and I love it every time. Uh, Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks. I still think it's one of the best comedies, if not the best comedy ever. It's fucking hilarious. And Chinatown. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Exactly. Putting on the Ritz. It's hilarious. And see, that movie didn't um, impact me until later in my like. Even yeah, though it did. I never felt like I was attached to it the way that I'm attached to some other movies. I will say that's true about every single one of those movies. I mean, I didn't watch them when I was a kid. I watched them as I got older, but they impacted me nonetheless. And yeah, they happen to be from the '70s. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a great movie too, but I definitely did not find a love for it until like I was an adult, like mm-hmm. not as a child right. at, at, at all. Well, I was a freshman in college when I first uh, saw that movie, when I took like a theater class and it was something, it was like a theater movie something or other class because I was a communications major and I remember watching that and I'd never seen it before. So oh my God. yeah. It's great. It's really good. What about you guys? Um, so we'll just go around the room, I yeah, guess. Sure. Circle. Uh, so mine are, in, again, no particular order, Jaws, Mighty Python's um, Holy Grail, and Alien. Nice. Yes. Very I wouldn't nice. pick any of those out of bed. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you pick Alien. That, that yeah. just comes as a shock to me because oh. you're not a big horror fan. And that still but is kind impactful. of- Impactful. That movie gotcha. made a, an impact on me in the sci-fi genre, in the whole, like, it's seminal, <laughs> right? Like, it's a piece of history. Like, that's, so whether or not I watch it constantly or can quote it, that one just hits, you know, that mark of- you understood what a, a good film was, like good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Even though you couldn't put words to what good filmmaking was as a kid, I feel like that was one of those things that just separated itself to me. I didn't know why I liked it. Yeah. Alien was definitely my runner-up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, well, did, did you not pick that because you knew that she had picked that? Or? No, uh, well, no, I think I did that um, for Jaws. And maybe it's just because I've seen Jaws way too much. Um, it definitely yeah, but I mean, honestly, Jaws created the summer blockbuster. It, did, it definitely and it, deserves to be on anybody's. Still responsible for everyone's fear of water and the unknown. Yeah. And I've never been afraid, like necessarily, of the water because of Jaws, but it taught me what adrenaline, <laughs> what an adrenaline rush was. Yeah. Right. Like, so there wasn't the monster under your bed. It wasn't Freddy Krueger. It was something real that really existed. That's true. That we all live on the water. And could it get you? Maybe, but probably not, logically. I don't know. It just was, um, it was an adrenaline rush, I think, that I didn't know I'll, what that I'll was. Tell you, I'll tell you a story. I was a little, little tiny kid, and my dad went to the drive-in to see Jaws. And I, I actually have a vague memory of, like, trying to sleep in the backseat of the car while he was watching this movie. And... I guess I saw enough of it that my mom said that I had nightmares and I said sharks were biting my hiney. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, that part I don't remember, but my mother does, but apparently oh, Jaws had a bigger influence on my childhood than, than I thought. So. <laughs> well, um, what about you, Jim? Um, okay. I will start with Halloween. Nice. Yes, that was in there. It was, I it, think it's, it's still one of the scariest movies of all time, and yeah. it's practically bloodless, and it's creepy as fuck, 
and uh, and everyone else stands in the shadow of that uh, yeah. of that movie. And it's I, a low it's, budget. It's a low budget indie flick. Yeah, it, it really um, is. It, it really is. Um, I'm only Kelly on that one. one. I'm only Kelly on that one, and I didn't see that until I was like in college, and finally, yeah, I was made to watch it by other movie buffs, and they're like, "How have you not seen this?" And it was scary as crap. It was so scary, but like you said, it's. So well done, the whole nine yards. But it wasn't. I watch it. I watch it every Halloween, and I was like, "Man, that movie's creepy." Yeah, I, but yes, it's. In, I agree with you. Go on. Um, my next one is, and this may surprise you, but the Outlaw Josie Wales. Is that seventies? Oh. That seventies? Wow. Yeah, seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I thought it was eighties. I, cool. I absolutely, I absolutely love that movie. It's my favorite Clint Eastwood movie. Um, it's just, it's just like, like it's so, dark. I've never seen it. Oh my God, Wally! You, <laughs> you, for someone who's such a cinephile like you, it astounds me when I hear how many classic movies you've missed out. On. But there's so many he's watched that you haven't seen too. Outside, of, well, true. Outside of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, it's probably my second favorite western of all time. I mean, Clint is just great in it. It's. Um, if oh, I forgot one. You just reminded me. Fuck. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Uh, I forgot about the Wild Bunch. I love the Wild Bunch too. Okay. Um, but obviously, I would have had uh, Butch Cassidy if we were doing a '60s list for for sure. Um, but yeah, I, that one just stands out. It's just it, I, it's a really long movie, but there's like really interesting chapters in it. And uh, I just, no, no like, spoilers I just, for me, please. No, I no, I, I won't. I won't ruin anything. We we watch it. Promise me you watch it this. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because you're not the first person to tell me that the outlaw Josie Wales is awesome. So yeah, great. Yeah. Like if you if you read Preacher, which Christina has, and you are still holding on to my copies of it, is um, the the Saint uh, the uh, the Saint of Killers is clearly based on the outlaw Josie Wales. Cool. So yeah, I mean yeah, watch it this week, man. It's it's fucking great. And my last movie of the 70s is You Will Believe a Man Can Fly, Superman. The original Superman? Yeah. Like Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves, yeah. First one. I'm not going to hear it from you, Christina. That, is, that created the superhero genre. He's wonderful in that movie. And that movie, I remember, here's the thing when we talked about like being at the movie theaters. I remember, because my dad loved Superman as a kid and my dad is not big on superheroes and all that other shit. And I just remember looking over at my dad sitting next to him as a little kid, seeing this big smile on my dad's face because he just loved Superman so much when he was a little kid. And that's, that's a nice memory. That's very that's cool. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. good. Cool. All right, Kelly. Um, so not in any specific order again, uh, Rocky. Nice. For me, it was like, uh, I don't know, it was the, I, I didn't, I don't remember watching in the 70s. I was too young because I was born in 74, but I remember watching the first Rocky movie and uh, because it is part of that part of history was like the underdog and just the whole fighting and like rising up and just triumph over, <laughs> triumph over adversity and that shit always gets me. Um, and then the next two really have more to do with like my parents and like, like just their like what they loved. So Saturday Night Fever. Yes, nice. That's that movie. Depressing. 
Yeah. No, it's great. It, it, There's it, a it, fucking it, like up like straight up gang rape scene in that movie. There there is. There's definitely for sure, but for me it's like the opening part of that movie just is like I don't know. There's just something about it that sticks with me for history. That's funny. And and then um, Every Which Way But Loose, which is, you know, Clint Eastwood. My dad and I, that's kind of how we connected. Nice. And nice. There was Monkey in there, too. So, of course, I'm going to Clyde. Laugh. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Well, we got two Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. You, um, you, you, Christina, you made a good point about, like, the gang rape scene. Like, mm -hmm. that is really uncomfortable. The one thing yeah. is, is that you can't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting that in the 70s, you can point a finger at how fucking awful something like that is. Well, like, he was, like, a real, like, despicable character. Like, he wasn't, like, a great character. And his Ooh, arc the, didn't the go point. that far. Like, he didn't... He didn't go that far from the people. Like, he didn't stop that gang rape. He just got out of the car and walked away. So, yeah. uh, Exus Nexus, dear listeners, can I tell you a secret? I've never seen Saturday Night Fever either. <laughs> uh, I didn't finish watching it once the gang rape happened. I changed it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Where did this movie just go? And I stopped. The movie's um, amazing. Like, it still holds up. Like, yeah. it's definitely a vision of, like, life in the 1970s. Disco life in New York, especially. Yeah. But as far as, like, a time capsule, he was such a useless Her person. Like, yeah, I don't like those characters. I, I, you, you can't say that if you can't say that if you haven't seen the whole thing. Anyway, no, all right, we'll move it on to the eighties. I wanted to. Um, I totally, totally forgot to let the listeners know that we have excluded the Holy Trilogy from our list. Yeah, so don't think we're hating on Star Wars because if we had included Star Wars on our list, it'd be in every fucking list that we have. So yeah, we. <laughs> Had to limit it, and so so under so understand audience. You have heard us talk about Star Wars ad nauseum. It will always be a part of us. We had to leave it off the list because it would be at the top of all of our lists. Right, one hundred percent. Only the Holy Trilogy there. So as we get into the nineties, no, I left. I also I left all Star Wars. You left all. I left the all right. off. I left the okay. trilogy all off. I left them okay. all off. Yeah. Just okay. to, to be fair. The Force Awakens would probably uh, be in that list because wow. of how I, I felt as, like I felt it made me feel like a little like a little kid again. But it's not on my list. Hundred percent with that. So cool. We've just made it through the seventies. Woohoo! Let's move it right along to the, everyone's favorite decade. Oh, this one was so hard. All right, Wally. Oh, it was uh, really hard. I found really hard. I found this one to be extremely easy. Not because because were, yes, there's a lot of choices, but Wally, so many movies you, that are so above and beyond all the others. I think. What's funny is you found this to be the most easy. That uh, is probably the least ironic thing you've ever said your entire yeah. life. All right. <laughs> you were custom built to make this list. I'm yeah, sure it was hard for, sure. for you to settle on three. It was actually. It was actually quite simple. I mean, when you strip away, strip away everything, and what really kind of stands out i mean it was it was difficult yes there's a lot of stuff that was left on the on the cutting room floor with this but my my list my top three is raiders of the lost ark oh, fucker nice. i had that in my list so yeah, i'll I mean, nice that movie was just still to absolutely. this day it's unreal it, it's absolutely holds up 100 percent as it did 40 plus years ago it's it's amazing I didn't put no, on my 30, list because I figured somebody else would have 30, it. 39 years ago, I'm sorry. 39 years ago. But yeah. um, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it's uh, going to be on my list. To see another one that changed the world. It's amazing. And Die Hard to round out the decade. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yep. Well, Die. so I have like a list of 10 that I'm just going to randomly like <laughs> pick. Which one? Supposed to be three. Decide on three, huh? Yeah, I can. I can maybe decide on three. All right, go for it. Um, clue. <laughs> that is the perfect Christina choice for 80s, top 80s movies. All those actors were burning my brain like, how do I not want to be one of those people? That's the funniest shit I've ever seen while also being crazy. And let's go to let's like let's go to the marketing ploy of like you had to go to different theaters to get different endings to that. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Um, Heather's, obviously. Nat naturally. Because I know all of the words to that. And uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Nice. Good job. Nice choices. Nice yeah. choices. Very nice. It, it was a toss up between Pee Wee's Big Adventure and The Muppets Take Manhattan. No, Pee Wee. Totally. No, I don't think there's any choice. I, I, I don't think there's. That was not a Sophie's choice of 80s movies, for sure. <laughs> you did good. I know, I know, but, you know, whatever. That's still my favorite Tim Burton movie. Oh, me too. It's so good. It's just so good. So, Christina, explain to the audience why you like Heather so much. Did you feel like you were a Heather? Oh, my God, we were such Heathers. Me and my <laughs> girlfriends at my private school, my tiny little private school, me and those girls thought we were such hot shit. It was awful. Like... If anyone's listening from school, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize now for what bitches we, I was. <laughs> I can't speak for the other girls, but... And what is it about Pee Wee that, that just always, has always appealed to you, like, for as, as long as I've known you and much longer? I don't know. Just from ever since I was a kid, he was just ridiculous. He was a weirdo. He felt like part of my tribe. I'm like, holy shit, somebody can be really weird like that and be on television. Like, this is a job someone has, being fucking weird. <laughs> it was weird and irreverent. And, uh, and we've talked about this before. I liked his stage show that he wrote with Phil Hartman, and they did forever um, at the Groundlings. So there's a bunch of people that you'd recognize in it that were in the Groundlings. Then he got the TV show. Was Larry Fishburne in the Groundlings or he just did the uh, stage show that was recorded? Because he, he was in the stage show. He wasn't, wasn't he the mailman? No, the mailman. No, he was Captain Carl, wasn't no, he? No, that was Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was, no, Fishburne was. He was Cowboy somebody or other. Oh, wait, that was in the show. Yeah, he that's was what I mean. In the he was show. in the TV show. So when the, the TV, TV show, show started, it was geared more towards children than his Groundlings show, right? Uh, P.S. His Saturday morning show that he had, Rob Zombie was one of the art directors on that show. No that shit. Fucking makes complete sense, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but Terry. Yeah, exactly. Wow, and like the weird cutout door, yeah. and like it. I'm sure he gave artists free reign to be radical and weird and and fit the bill of yeah. what they needed. Yeah, yeah. It's um, there was something just accepting about his being a weirdo. It just, I think it's why I like the Muppets. That's why there was a toss right. up with the Muppets because the Muppets also let me be a weirdo. You made it acceptable for all of us to be weirdos. Yeah. So uh, that's my choice from the 80s. Nice it was hard. What about you? Uh, mm. give, me, give me the amazing Larry line. Do you have something you want to share, amazing Larry? <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah, that that's it? the one. That's the one. All right, my list. I think it's well, well, more add, but anyway, you want to add? You want to add? No, you put me on the spot, but go on. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I had originally I had Raiders on there, but I have other things uh, that I can say. So my first one will be Escape from New York. Yes. Dude, it was so hard not yes. putting that on my list. So it was so not hard. hard. It was yep. not hard for me to put that on my list. I actually lost a bid on eBay today because I was trying to win a Snake Plissken rare action figure today. Oh. Let me tell you for oh. like how, how people love this character. So I bid it early last week. I, it was a $43 I bid. I went up to 45 In 15 seconds, it went up to almost 100 bucks. Yeah, that, wait until the 15. very last minute. Yeah, yeah, right to the very last minute. Um, and I just love Snake Plissken. Uh, I wish they had made that into a really cool trilogy. Um, I, I wouldn't even mind a remake if they did it right. Um, I just love Snake Plissken. There, I, I just, I, everything about that movie just suits suits yeah. me to the bone. Everything, and I never saw it till it was on HBO. It's it was cool to be our generation and be a part of like HBO, where like our yeah. parents would take us to R-rated movies, but we get to see all these like culty. R-rated, super like out of the box mm -hmm. movies. Um, you know, like Clue actually falls into that sort of category and too. And in the eighties, it wasn't like now where everybody had access to all of this media. Right. Right. Like right. only some of your friends had HBO. Right. You might not even have had it. So you'd hear your friends start talking about these things, and you're like, "Oh my God, where can I watch this thing? Right. We have to find." This it's thing. like it's like if not if it's like if only two of your friends or maybe even one of your friends had Netflix. And, and like, maybe it was like one out of every 15 people had Netflix. That's what it was like. It was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, something interesting about Escape from New York for me was I had seen it as a young kid, but I didn't remember what it was. And it was something my parents had seen, or I, maybe it was on HBO, but, but images and fragments and scenes of that movie stuck in my psyche for so long. And when I finally saw it later, everything came flooding back to me. I'm like, oh my God, this was the movie Crazy. that I was trying to figure out what was that scene from and what was that? Because it really impacted me. It was so... Yeah. like crazy and weird and, and visceral. And you grow up and you're like, was that really a movie? Yeah. What was that thing? Who, like, I understand that because I have. Yeah. Well, and Kurt Russell was really like our first introduction into what an actual yeah. anti-hero is. 100%. Too. Yeah. I, I just, just embodied that. Well, it's just fucking cool from, from, from the beginning to the end. And Kurt you just Russell, wanted to see more. I would say Kurt Russell and I would say Harrison Ford because I'd say Indiana Jones Han and, and Han Solo were both anti-heroes as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but... We all had a crush on Han Solo first. Yeah. Before anything. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we did. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so a movie just occurred to me that I'm going to put above other ones and it's not actually on my list, but I am going to put it on my list. It's just sort of like talking about this. So my next one is going to be Young Sherlock Holmes. Never seen it. You and that fucking movie, I swear to God. It's amazing. It's amazing. You love it's that amazing. dumb movie. It's not dumb. It's fucking great. You and Kevin Crawford, God rest his soul, <laughs> you geek out over that movie. And I never, it's like Excalibur. Again, it's like Excalibur. I don't understand. Blasphemy, you bitch. I guess I have to, I'm going to write that down next to Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks, Jim. That those are good choices. I'm not done. I've only said two. Oh, I thought you had three. Sorry. No, no. My number three, which would be my number one of the '80s outside of Star Wars movies, is Aliens. Mm. Oh, yep. Yeah. Every I will watch it every single time it's on. Gross. The cat's licking himself. Uh, 
I will watch it every single time it's on. It's a great performance. It's a great cast. It's great special effects. It's suspenseful. It's scary. It's fun. It's funny. It's just, it's a, it's a perfect movie for me. It's literally, I remember being at the movie theater with my stepfather sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time because I'd never seen anything like that at that, at that point in time. And it was, it, it, it's, it's, it's literally and probably in my top three of all time favorite movies. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. Hmm. I like it. I like the sci-fi bet. I know we all wanted to do it, but we didn't. <laughs> It's a good list because, uh, yeah, I have a brief list of the 80s and Aliens uh, and Escape from New York are both on that list. As, as nice. well as Big, Big Trouble in Little China is on that list. Oh, see, mine is, uh, you know, Gremlins, Dangerous Liaisons. Right. Ghostbusters is up there. Yeah. Space oh, I, I, oh yeah. I left off E.T. and uh, Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Tough. Well, um, yeah. Kelly, let's give Kelly a chance. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly. We have all, all honorable mentions. So this is where my cheese factor is going to come out. <laughs> yes. Uh, you all, and you should all know this by, Danadu. by now. Oh Mommy God. Dearest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love that movie. I, I, it's campy. I love it. I, I just, every time it's on, I, I watch it. I it's can't a really help good it. choice. Um, Purple Rain. Oh. Crazy. Mm. Again, good one. Purple Rain. Domestic violence. I mean, it's sexual. It's like, I was young. I didn't really know who Prince was, but I was starting to know who Prince was. I knew kind of the music. You started I started to get tingly feelings. I went, exactly. Exactly. I, was like, I think I was like 12 when I went into the movie theater and saw that movie, and they should have never even let me go in to see the movie. <laughs> My sister so, took me to a drive-in, and it was a double feature of that and Risky Business, and I was oh, like yeah. 10, and I should never have seen either one of those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I remember telling my little friend about the domestic violence. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what I just watched. I, I don't know what that I know. was. I know. But yeah, then there was like some very, you know, sexy, tingly scenes going yes. on. And the, and the soundtrack's amazing, too. Yeah, so. the soundtrack's amazing. Um, and this is totally my sap factor. It was Terms of Endearment. I, I loved that oh, movie. Oh. Jack Nicholson was fantastic oh. in it. Oh. Oh. I know nobody's going to like me for that, but I love that movie. I it's cry every brutal, time I watch it. It's a brutal movie. It's a brutal movie. It gives you all the feels. It does. All of them. Hold on. Although I know we said three, you need to mention one more. Oh, uh, oh this one's real cheese factor. Yeah. Uh, Xanadu. No, and Urban Cowboy. Oh, no, I was going to say Xanadu because <laughs> that's when I started. I got Enjoy HBO. It. I got HBO, and they ran Xanadu all the time on That's HBO. where I saw it the first time, too. Yeah, so. I got some honorable mentions. I've never know. seen that movie. It's terrible. Never. It's horrible. I've but tried to part, yeah, I've seen part of my childhood. I've tried. I've, seen, childhood. I've tried to watch it, but there's a whole lot of gauze. <laughs> it doesn't on. hold up. First of all, first of all, it doesn't hold up. But if you were if you were a young child in the '80s and you got HBO and it ran constantly, you were going to watch it. It's a bubblegum so, nightmare. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you the exact day I saw that movie. I can't quite tell you the year, but I can tell you the exact day I saw it. The day you first yanked your Johnson. <laughs> no because he was infatuated with Olivia Newton-John yes, bingo and on roller skates yes but I but I can tell you that I saw it on a December 14th in New Jersey because my parents were putting up the Christmas tree and I'm like what is this and who is this fascinating blonde that's <laughs> intriguing my nether regions right now I have to go to the bathroom and get my crank <laughs> All right, moving on, because we're, you know, we, I agree. This is hilarious, Xanadu. This is hilarious. 
90s movies, motherfuckers. 90s. All right, 90s movies. Well, I'll just get it out of the way right out of the gate. Pulp right, Fiction. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Pulp Fiction. I mean, all right. Oh, let, me, yeah. let me cross that off my list. Yep. Why didn't you I mean, my list? I'm not crossing it off my list. So here's the thing with Pulp Fiction. <clears throat> this is the movie. I've seen this movie t- still to this day. Uh, I've never seen a movie more in the theater, and I won't because that's what Pulp Fiction holds for me. I've seen Pulp Fiction five times in the theater. I know a lot of people have seen a lot of other movies a lot more times than that, but I refuse to see any other movie more than five because of Pulp Fiction. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. Funny. Yeah, that's the benchmark for me. Anyway, great movie. I saw that movie three times in the theater with our friend Joe Bassalone in high school. It was our thing. Right. Um, And it was hilarious because I think our second or third time watching it, we're in the front row, theater's fucking packed, and we're sitting here, and I don't know where we were in the film, but it was probably at a scene, which there were many of, that was not very uh, pleasing to a G-rated audience, and some guy got up and just walked out, and Joe turns around, and he's like, oh, I guess that guy's not Pulp Fiction material, and everyone kind of laughed, and we shamed, yes, we shamed a fucking guy for walking out of the theater during Pulp Fiction. A plus. Good job. Yeah. Anyway, Listen, so- I... I- I'm pretty sure we've yeah. said it before, but Pulp Fiction is our generation's Citizen Kane. 100. percent Yeah. Absolutely. Change. That's on, I think that everything. would be on all of our lists. Yes. It is. And so, it should be. It should be. Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, number two on my list is Basic Instinct. Yeah. That's a great wow. Movie. Wow. Hundred percent. And every time it's on, I gotta watch it. And yep. it's definitely one of my favorite films of all time. And uh, yep. I love the music. Um, the acting is great. It's just so beautiful and haunting and weird and. And I think I was like in, like, not very old. I couldn't drive when I saw it, or I could just drive. And I must have seen it like three times in the theater because it was intriguing to me. Like, it was film. I did not see it in the theater. I rented it. It was the thing. It was like one of those uh, video stores were doing the five movies for five days for five bucks. And um, it was a few years after it had been in the theater and like everyone was like, Oh, have you seen basic instinct? And I didn't literally like fatal attraction. So I'm like, eh, right. So I rented basic instinct. It just was like, this was not at all what I was expecting and it blew my face back. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, what's, you know, what's cool about basic instinct besides uh, the constant Sharon Stone nudity, which is never a chore (laughs) to watch um, is the fact that, and I think this is probably why this made your list is that it had that really, um, old school uh, cinematic aesthetic to it of yeah. that, like, um, I mean, not quite like it was a hot August night. In the no, it is. It's a, no, it's a, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent a film noir, and it is one hundred percent. And Paul Verhoeven has remarked that he definitely took a lot of cues from Hitchcock, who loved filming in very um, yeah. uh, Mediter- not Mediterranean, but very uh, cities that were very worldly cities, like San Francisco. And Hitchcock loved mm-hmm. filming in San Francisco. And you yeah. could also just drive not very far and be like in the south of France, basically, by driving right. cliffs in right. California. And it was just this beautiful, yeah. the fact that she lived down in uh, whatever that was. Uh, Stenson. Oh, Stenson Beach. Which just I- like <laughs> the cigarette smoking and the hot lights and the sweating. And, so and- great. The lighting. And the lighting, uh, the cinematographer is Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont did the cinematography for Die Hard. He was the director of Speed. I mean, this guy did cinematography for a lot of awesome movies that we love. I think we talked about it recently on this he podcast. Twister. He he got bit in the head by a lion on a movie and then just kept going. So yeah, yeah. 
All right, so rounding out the decade is he, of the is 90s. he also the what? I was gonna I was gonna say is he also the guy that lit uh, Sharon Stone's vagina for the uh, leg crossings? I'm sure he no, that was the lighting guy. That, that was Jan Debont was in charge of that. He's like, wait, I can't see her her lady. So to round out the '90s, my last one is Fight Club. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that one. I had that on my list too. You yeah, bastard. we talked about that one too. Yes. I mean, so great. great Another one Loved it. Blew my mind back. Blew all of our minds back, I'm I sure. I know. I know. Well, I have like a list of four that I've got to just get it down. I'm going to have to choose the last one at the last minute, I guess. Um, Clerks. Clerks is in nice. there for me. I know. Wally hates that movie so much. But to Stop me, it. it's everything <laughs> that the 90s was. It's every kid that you went to school with that wanted to be an independent filmmaker. It was every kid that couldn't act that all of a sudden was in a movie. I don't know. <laughs> it was. It just, you mean like Dante? Yes. And Randall. Oh, not Dante. Also, what, was his, what was his buddy's name? Dan Randall. He's the worst. Yeah, Randall. That's right. It was great. It was so great. The whole thing was just so terrible and wonderful and just felt like the world was open. The world was available to all of us. No matter where you came from or how much money you had, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. Make a movie. Um, I like it. So Clerks, Terminator 2. Wow, I'm surprised you picked that. Why? <laughs> just, I, 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 there, well, I'll let you finish your list and then, and then, uh, Terminator and then I'll go back to it. Alone, not alone, but like with some girlfriends, and we were the only people in like a midnight movie at Cross County Mall. Awesome. And we ran roughshod through that movie theater by ourselves watching Terminator 2. Like we kept moving seats and like we'd sit in the aisles and we'd scream at the scary parts. And yeah. it was, and I might have seen it a couple times in the movie theater. And that song and the whole thing, yeah. like. <laughs> What, we the Guns N' Roses song? Yeah, yeah, we loved Guns N' Roses. Like, it was so seminal, like, <laughs> early 90s. It was so early 90s. It made you feel like you were an adult somehow. And, like, I don't know, it was something... It was great. That movie was fucking great. Um, I mean, the movie is awesome. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm going to agree with you all day long on that. impactful, right? Again, like, all of a sudden, this movie happens where you're like, shit. I don't know, it was before all of the fucking special effects. Now they do all that shit in Marvel movies and it's no big deal. But back then, it was just well done for what it was, you know? Um, and so my last one, I'm going not dark. I'm not gonna go dark. I'm going Empire Records. Empire Records is the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 knew, I knew you were gonna have that on there. Yeah, it was. It was between Empire Records and 12 Monkeys. It was such a good movie, though. Oh, God, I can just... That's what made me pick it, because I can say all the words in that movie. Yeah, I and every time it's on, I'll watch it. Like, I never get sick of that movie. No, I I say all so, the words to that movie. I love it. And so, I'll be honest, as, as somebody who worked in a record store, that's not far off on how your team of people that you worked with. Uh, it's a little dramatic. I mean, nobody's shaving their heads off and, you know, in the bathrooms. But shit, they're but archetypes. Like, all that, like, yeah. They're retail, they're odd retail 90s 
employee archetypes, right? Because yeah. I worked in a bookstore and I st- we still had those archetypes in Barnes and Noble. There were still yeah. those, like all of those people were represented. Um, the captain's making a drink if that's what you hear in the background. Oh, I see. So, um, all right, cool. Jim. Your turn. Okay, so Christina, you forgot one, so I will represent you on this one because I'm on it. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. <gasps> Jurassic Park! Holy shit! You forgot shit. that one. Oh, the 90s was hard. The 80s and 90s. I think the 90s is the hardest one. I literally have a list here, a piece of paper. The longest column I have is the 90s. <laughs> the 90s are hard, dude. There's so many. So many that were on the list being, I think movies got, just got across the board. Jurassic back. Park has to be represented. I mean, it has that, to be represented. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. It's one of Spielberg, Spielberg's best. It, it's like, it still holds, it still holds up. The effects are better than some of the effects that you see in movies today. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you're 100 And it's a believable premise. And like, I'm just surprised we haven't made dinosaurs at this point. You know, you know. It's, it's, no shit, it's right? It's crazy. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, there's that. Um, my next one is Heat. What? Heat. Heat. Uh, heat. Good with, call. With Robert, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Yeah, I, I, love, I, I love Michael Mann. Michael Mann's so great. And, uh, it's, uh, to me, it's Michael Mann's best movie. It's a huge cast. Everyone has an – it's funny how you have, like, actors like uh, William Fickner and Henry Rollins, and they all – play small parts but all their parts are really important like no one does an important part Uh, dennis haysbert has i mean he's you know he's the wheel man and he's got this little tiny story that they tell in this three-hour movie and man i mean that movie just i will watch it every single time it's on it's well acted it's well choreographed the whole fight scene in the streets is, is is incredible like it still holds up like a motherfucker to me today I like, to you bring can't up, make movies like that. I have to bring up the fact that this is our first mobster movie that's been brought up so You're far. Right. Uh, no one, yeah, no one's brought up any mobster movies, yeah. and I think that's pretty interesting because there's been um, there's been westerns, right? You guys brought up westerns, but no mobsters. And I would now. say I would argue that it's not really. It's not a. It's not a really a mob movie. It's not a conventional mob movie anyway. It's a. It's a crime drama. Right. Okay. But all right. Then. And fi- finally, for my third one, unless does somebody else have anything to say about Heat? No. Okay. My third and probably one of my top movies of the '90s is The Crow. Yes, I love that movie. I knew that was coming. I thought I had a feeling that was coming. And, like that's such a Jim Brogan movie, and like as far as like music and rock and roll and the, like the look and, and feel of that. But there's very, there, obviously because we lost Brandon Lee uh, during that movie, there's sort of this strange majesty about that movie. Um, and it just like, I, I just watched it somewhat recently and it, it still speaks to me. It's, it's just a great, a great timeless uh, kind of film. And, and yeah. I think it's beautiful. I think it's yeah. a beautiful Gothic uh, fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's very beautiful yeah. and weird. Uh, not weird. It's very dark. I think it's fitting. Atmospheric. Yeah. And it's um, Alec Proyas. I think it was his first big budget movie. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think and so he too. did. He went on to do iRobot. And uh, what else did he do? I thought he did. Dark a- City. 
Dark City. Dark City. Oh my God, Dark City is definitely one of my favorites. Oh my yeah. God, Dark City was almost on my list. And I'm like, I can't put that fucking movie on this list. Nobody's going to fucking, no, no. Yeah, I had the, I loved Dark City. It's still I loved one Dark of my City. favorites. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised it's not on my list. But like I said, like the list was very, very long. There's so and many. There's so many. All right, cool. So, well, good job, Jim. Moving on. Uh, to uh, quick, quick runner up since we were still in the Western thing Tombstone. Moving on. I knew that, I'm glad you brought that up because I was surprised that hasn't been brought up. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of side side movies that just didn't oh, make the list for whatever reason. Sometimes it's too hard to choose. But um, okay, so uh, mine for the '90s is uh, so this is the first uh, movie I ever went to go see by myself. Goodwill Hunting. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I love that. I love that movie, and every time I watch it you know it's, you know i'm gonna go see about a girl i love that but i always think to myself what would have happened with that movie if they had reversed ben affleck with matt damon playing the lead like i don't think it would have like been as good of a movie i think no. you are absolutely 100 percent correct yeah. yeah like ben affleck i don't think ben affleck could have pulled off uh will's role he was the per he ben affleck filled out the perfect role yeah. he, he he was that, that side guy. Yeah. Because Affleck so, uh, would have been creepy. He would have come he across been as creepy. a real... Yeah. He would have come across yeah. as date rapey. You, yeah. You, you want to pull for the character. And with Affleck in charge, you would have yeah. been like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But it's funny because I watched it the first time in the movie theater and I, I remember tearing up when he was like, I don't love you. The scene with Mimi Driver, whatever the fuck her name was. Mimi. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, but I, I have like a little bit of a, a thing, a love for that movie because it was the first time I ever went out on my own and watched the movie. Um, my second one is Mafia movies, Good Goodfellas. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, out of all of them that are out there, uh, that's my favorite. And to me, that is probably the greatest yeah. gangster oh. mafia film of all time. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, if no one brought that one up, that would have been pretty pretty bad. I mean, that's just... Not bad. Like, just doesn't mean that we care about mobster movies. Yes, it's still a great film. Right. I mean, we're not big into... A lot of mob, mobster movies, but if I have to pick one, and I, you know, that's just a movie that's stuck with me through the years that I do enjoy watching mm. still. So yes. it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, and the other one I have is uh, Shawshank. Yes, Shawshank. An I mean, another movie I will watch every single time it's on. Oh no, it's just a beautiful movie. I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. No. Yeah. Again, the '90s were difficult. It was hard not to have Shawshank on my list. So hard. So much. And Jurassic so Park like, and T two. It, it's hard not to mention The Matrix, too. Yeah. I mean, that thing no. changed cinema forever. Forever. Yeah, I have I have a list that's just ridiculous, and it's Ridiculous. This shit is ridiculous, and it is so good. And it's just full of all those movies, you know? It's crazy. So, yeah. All right, kids. Well, um, so we've just rounded out the 90s. Moving on to the- In the year 2000. 2000. So- <laughs> Yeah, here we go. 2000. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to agree with me on this stuff, but I love these fucking movies and they're awesome. Uh, number one with a bullet sideways. Oh, wow. Wow. With a Whatever. bullet. With, with a, a bullet. bullet. Yep. It's fucking great. I love sideways. Oh, it's so depressing. Like no, it's not. It's well. beautiful. I, I'm ambivalent about it. Like, I'm almost more to side with Christina just because it was like, how did you put that on your list? Oh, no shit. Those fucking characters are unlikable. No, they're not. Oh, they're completely. He steals from his mother. Yeah, that's his arc. It's 
fucking storytelling. He's got you gotta start off someplace. Okay. Shut up. Shut anyway, your face. you go have on. your you have your <laughs> on. So sideways. And then uh number two, which is a it's a hidden gem. Not a lot of people have seen it, and I try to recommend it to as many people as possible because it's just a fucking beautiful film. It's funny, uh, and it's just great. It's uh, Stranger Than Fiction with uh, Emma Thompson and Will Ferrell and Dustin Hoffman and Queen Latifah. And oh, my God, it is really good. It's a great film. It flew right under the I, I haven't seen it either. Is that where he's brushing his teeth and he talks to the toothbrush? He says, yeah. hello? Okay. Yeah. Someone is narrating his life. Right. Uh, and he, it's like in... One know, day so, he starts hearing it. And he hears it, yeah. It's great. Uh, so this was tough. All of them are comedies for the most part. Nice. So number three is Hot Fuzz. Yay! Wow. Edgar Wright and uh, Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yep. And we Nick Frost. Watch that yes. one every time it's on. That's definitely really interesting. Part yeah. of the Cornetto trio. Yes, uh, that yeah. that I know, but but. Um. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Good job. Um. All right. Well, so mine was really hard. I'm going to go with the Fast and Furious. It's just Fast and Furious. And you busted my balls about Sideways. Wow. Uh, Fast and Furious changed cinema. To be fair, Wally, I was in the theater with her when we saw that movie. Half the fun is being with her in the theater watching that kind of movie. And watching her face the whole time. how many people were we introduced to in that film? So many people. It's- I mean, hold on. Just like, uh, Wally, I can recall sitting next to her and she had no idea I spent time watching her. And I just watched like the, the light of the, of the screen on her face as a car crashes and her eyes just widen and her mouth opens and she just starts clapping. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Clapping. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Um, so Fast and the Furious and Best in Show. Wow, interesting choice. That movie, again, showed me what comedy could be, like what comedians could do in movies. And a um, lot of improv, too. That's what I mean. All like improv, yeah. These people became comedic heroes of mine. Like, those people... Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Oh, yeah, yes. I was going to say that. Fred. Um, they're just geniuses. They're just comedic geniuses. And it was great. It was impressive. It just imprinted on me. Great pick. Um, and the last one is Finding Nemo. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah, at least one cartoon on this thing. It was a toss-up between that and Anchorman because Christina Applegate's fucking brilliant. And I, I love-, love Anchorman. That's such a great movie. Tits so McGee. Tits McGee. Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny is I almost picked The Incredibles on my list. I actually have it scratched out. It was in my top three, but. Well, it was between that and Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Those Mon- were both yeah, good. That's suit Monsters, Inc. too. Yeah. But Finding Ooh, Nemo was like, made you cry. And it was so sweet. and It was a very well-rounded film. Yeah. Yeah. And I can still quote lines from it. Yeah. So, I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. Wow, it's good, man. You should check it out. It's fun. It's worth it. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, All right. Well, so since you don't really like cartoons that I like, um, let's. No, I I love The Incredibles. It's the best Fantastic Four movie that's never been made. (laughs) Yes. Have you seen Monsters Inc.? 
Have you seen Ratatouille? No. Ratatouille's good. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw Monsters, Inc. with your wife. We might have. Cool. We very well might have. It's cute. I'll watch it if it's on. If it's on, I'll leave it. It's sweet. Cool. Nice. Nice list. Yeah, thanks. All right, Jim, your turn. All right. Uh, so my list for the odds are... Um, what do I start off with here? I'm going to start off with the one. I'm going to start off with the Dark Knight. Yep, it was on my list. Didn't make it, but yes, awesome. Mine did, because I, I, you you yelled at me, Christina, but it's a perfect movie. Yeah, it is. I, it, it not only is a perfect movie; it's definitely probably in the top three, if not the best superhero film. I think. Still, I mean, everything about. It, I mean, Heath Ledger's just awesome, and it. it's a perfect interpretation of the Joker. It, it, it's it's a lot like heat in the sense of if you took off the cape and cowl it's this really interesting crime drama yeah um and it's just got a lot of impact and i don't i don't think a lot of people would argue with me about how just how great that movie is you know not just as a superhero movie but just as a, a like a, a a good classic movie in general because i really like batman begins and i really don't like uh, uh the dark knight uh returns but but the Dark Knight is just as good as as movies can be made. I mean, I'll I'll put it up there with any and anything else that 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 that's even that even tries to be like that. Right? Yeah, it was great. Um, my next one is Almost Famous. Wow! I saw that when I was looking for movies like to like draw my memory, and I'm like Almost Famous. I hated that movie. I bet someone's gonna have it on their list. Why did you hate that movie? I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm personally not a huge fan of Cameron Crowe. It's not that I think he's not talented. It's just that I don't know. There's something kind of just too uh, self-absorbed. Uh, you know waxing poetical about shit. I, I don't know. It's something he acts about it. Like he's the only one that ever went through anything or something. And like, he should just so I special. I loved that movie. Oh, I, I, loved, I loved it too. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. That's just, I don't know. I, you think it, it was like too like angsty or like, Oh, me, me, me. Or like, I don't know. It's a lot of coming of age stuff. All of his movies. That's, are yeah, great. That's wonderful great about it. Yeah. No, Hey, look, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's great. I, I fully enjoy Almost Famous. And when it's on from time to time, I might or may not watch it, but... I prefer my coming-of-age movies more Wes Anderson. Ugh. Ugh. See? <laughs> okay. We have oh. different tastes, that's for sure. I think, I think, I just think Almost Famous is this wonderful coming-of-age thing where this kid was lucky enough to bullshit his way into, into hanging out with a rock and roll band in the 70s. That's fucking amazing. It's and an Royal Tenenbaums is one of the movies that I didn't get to put on my list, right? Like, that's definitely in my movies that I was like, oh, I've got to choose. And that one didn't. watch two minutes of that film. God, it's so good. It's just so good. No, I, I, did, I did like Almost Famous, and the character actors that are in that are just spectacular. Philip Seymour Hoffman is so good. So uh, great. Now. I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, I actually, how I should have put that was the movie's actually called Un Untitled, which is the director's cut of Almost Famous, and it's about 45 minutes longer. Mm -hmm. And for her and I, who love that movie, you don't even feel like it, like it, like those extra 45 minutes bog it down. It's just wonderful. You feel good. You feel good after you see that movie. It's just, it's just awesome. It, it totally speaks my language. So, cool. And finally, um, Iron Man. I knew it. Yep. 
Well, I had to call that immediately. Like, I'm like, Iron Man's got to be on Jim's list. It's got to be. It's it's still, and, and that's not a bad thing because next sitting next to Dark Knight, it's got to be right there with still one of the best uh, superhero movies ever made. It's so the best good. Marvel movie that's happened. It's, it's not even, uh, I, that I disagree with, as you'll it will reflect later on. But and it was the choice between that and Inglorious Bastards. But but. RDJ's performance is just, he just owned the shit out of a character like Iron Man. Like he made Iron Man super cool and it kicked off the whole what did Marvel you universe. Call him? RDJ. RDJ? It's AMH. Yeah. It's AMH, okay? <laughs> they're friends. RDJ and AMH, they're friends. They go back. Anthony Michael, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Oh my God. Yeah, we're nerds. The media calls him that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. Well, what am I gonna do? Oh, Rob was great in that film. You no, fucking you jerk. Go by his fucking SAG after name, which is Robert Downey Jr. Right. Well, I just called him RDJ, which is his initials. So. You're right, though. He was fucking spectacular in that fucking yes. role. It reinvented him. It helped him pick himself back up and put him right back on the right track. And it's just amazing. He's amazing. He yes. made you feel good. They couldn't yeah. pick anybody better. It was like he was born to play the role. I mean, not often does that happen, but it's... Right. Like, the thing is about, and I, I'm a comic book reader, and I always liked Iron Man, is that, you, like, you know, you'd see, what, or what you'd read in the, you know, in the comics was, was one thing. Yes, he was cool and playboy and smart and all this other kind of shit. And then you actually saw that, like, per personified on the screen and just actually just gave that character. Like, they legitimately write him differently in comics now to reflect that sort of attitude that he gave to the moxie that, that he gave to that character. Kind of like what happened with uh, Nick Fury in a way. But oh, yeah. Kind of backwards because they did Nick Fury based off Samuel Jackson and then they got Samuel Jackson to play Nick Fury. Kind of funny. But the interesting thing about that specifically too, and if I gave you the Ultimates comics, which is what a lot of the Avengers movies are, are based on, that whole Nick Fury version of, no, the whole Samuel Jackson version of Nick Fury is before Nick Fury even put on that leather coat, they dialogue in the comics was Samuel Jackson all day long. That's what Wally just said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they based him off of Sam Jackson. Uh, a cooler pick, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing another David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody else wants to see that, Wally. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Let's move on to Kelly, shall we? Good job, Jim. Good job. Thanks. All right. The Notebook for me. Okay. Uh, wait. Into a movie. Okay. Uh, never seen it. So no me neither. No I spoilers. didn't think you would ever see it. Never. I actually want to see it because I've heard nothing but things about it. So. I, have no. No, I have no interest in seeing either one of those fucking people <laughs> in the rain in a fucking boat. Ever. No, I have I have seen it too, and I I always ruin the I well I have my don't ruin the end for me. I want to rip my eyeballs out just thinking about it. Don't ruin the end for anybody because you have your own personal opinion of what they do at the end. Yeah, so shut your mouth. I have my own personal theory. All right, well, so Kelly, good job. I think well, that you I'm, I'm represent the lady. I'm, I'm the cheese ball of the group. I love <laughs> romance. I love soap operas. Uh, it was a great adaptation of a book into a movie. It was spot on. So whatever. Fuck good. Uh, you're good. Um, <laughs> you're good, girl. You're good. Uh, my next one is going to be Gladiator. 
I loved Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I absolutely loved that movie, Russell Crowe. I, I loved all oh. of it. Yeah, he was a wonderful, wonderful villain. So good. Yes, he really was. And he really, I think he really made that movie. Um, and it's funny enough, I had Almost Famous on my list, just as Jim. So, you know, we don't need to talk about it anymore. Um, but, yeah, so those are my three for the... You didn't say three. I did say three. I said Almost Famous. No, well, you go, since I said it, you might as well go ahead. Well, I had Rockstar on the side because, you know, I love the, I love the, I do love a little bit of a Rockstar movie every once in a while. And, um, you know, a little Marky Mark, Jennifer Aniston. I thought that was a role that she hey. played outside of her comfort zone at that time, and she did a great job. So and, did he. He was way out of his comfort yeah, zone on so. that one. And obviously, we had a nice journey based on that movie, too. And my life was kind of like that at that point in time, too, because I had just gotten back into playing music with my friends again and, and, and like, being back out there again. And then I wanted contests. And then we got to, got to go to L.A. and go to the premiere. That was fucking cool. You're a fucking rock star. This ain't about you. Sorry. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> I think it's a great fucking story, dude. I think it's awesome. It's a great movie. And it's semi-based on a true story, too. So. Right. That a lot of people can relate to, I'm sure. sure. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. There it, <laughs> there it is. All right, now we're into... Uh... Now we're in the 2010s. 2010s, kids. Here we go, home stretch. Kick it off, Captain. All right. Well, again, with a bullet. Fucking bullet. Fucking bullets. Again. Uh, Scott who, who's ready for a nap now? What? Who's ready for a nap? I'm not ready for a nap. You're boring me. Go ahead, Captain. Oh, I already did it. You guys were bitching at each other. I'll just leave the room. You guys all right? This is what this fucking podcast is about. Shut it. Is it called the Captain? Shut up. Is it called the Captain? Shut up. No, it's not. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you might get another slap to the forehead. Jesus, right? Fuck. You want to hit me with something else, you goddamn domestic <laughs> violencer? That's good at recording this. <laughs> Domestic yes. violencer? No yeah. actual punches or slaps have actually happened during this episode. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Do you guys want to still do the, the lists? Or? Yes. So yeah, keep going, Wally. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, <laughs> with a bullet, <laughs> is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Wow. I've never yeah. seen it. Never seen it. Oh, man. It's so fucking fun, and it's so great. It's another Edgar Wright film. Uh, All-star cast. Um, the writing is great. The direction is great. It's, it's the best comic book movie I've ever seen. It's definitely up there. Wow. It's, yeah, it's spectacular. And it's just like what they do in the film, it just kind of reinvents so, the genre. Um, and if you it's like, like reading a graphic novel. Right. And if you liked video games or comic books, like you're hooked. Even from the beginning, like remember when Raiders of the Lost Ark had the Paramount logo that yeah. in they're at the mountain in South America. Same thing, man. Right from the opening logo, you're just like, oh my god, this is gonna be fucking cool. So it's it's a great film if you haven't seen it. It's worth watching. Watch too. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Uh, number two, Mad Max Fury fucking Road. Fuck. Oh yeah, Fuck. that's a great movie. I, I mean, every fucking time it's on, I gotta watch it. It's just visually arresting. It's beautiful and amazing. And what they fucking did in the desert with nothing is just out of control. It's just a great, 
I, I think it's it's definitely my favorite Mad Max film. It, it, it gets better and better and better every single time you see it, yeah. too. I mean, the movie's constantly in motion, and all the practical effects and everything that that, uh, that goes with that sort of old-school style of shooting, it's just an amazing film. It's really unbelievable. That's uh, I actually started rooting for that, like, when it happened, because it won, like, 11 Academy Awards. And and I started rooting for that like over Star Wars and and obviously I'm more dedicated towards that but like I was like this movie deserves it like it every single award that it was nominated for it yeah I yep. was upset when they didn't win cinematography because they were up against um, the cinematographer for The Revenant yeah and he ended up winning and I was really upset because I'm like dude what it took to get what they got in the desert we've talked about this before. I know we probably have yeah, anyway yeah. anyway moving on great 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 movie if you haven't seen it um. Because it's a it's a pleasure of ours, it's a pleasure of mine, it makes the list because I watch it all the time. It was definitely one of the movies that changed a lot, and the director is uh, an improviser, and he's an Academy Award winner now because of uh, the movie that he did, The Big Short, but this movie is called The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. It's fun. Nice. Good choice. Great choice. Yeah, I just got mad about that because that's totally on my list, and I it's can't okay. take it off. It's all right. So... Um, All right. Yeah. So I agree with Wally. Um, the other guys is absolutely up there on my comedy list. All of mine in the 2010s are comedies. Mine too. Basically. All of mine. Well, except for Fury Road. Yeah, Fury Road was on my list, but it, it since Wally already brought it up and we already have so the other guys together. Let me just mention. I think this is a kind of an, a weird anomaly in a way because also on my my semifinal list, I have every single Spider Man. I have all three Spider-Mans that came out nice. uh, back to back to back because they were so fucking great. Are you and talking about Toby, Toby Maguire? No, 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 no. 2010s, 2010s. Oh, okay. okay. Spider-Verse, Far From Home and Homecoming. And also have um, Winter Soldier on there because it's amazing. Well, I love that movie. It's my favorite one. It is one of them. So anyway, well, honorable mentions, but uh, that's it. There you go. And Christina already gave you her. Yeah, so The Other Guys is totally on my list uh, because it's the best comedy ever. I have to say thank you for introducing us to that film and how great it is. Oh, it's so fun. It's only funnier the more you watch it. It's yeah. one of the funniest comedies. It's the funniest comedy and ever. And poignant. It's got a good message. It's got a really yeah. great message to it. It's good. It's just so good. Um, so yeah, The Other Guys. Um, this is super indulgent. The next one because again, it falls into that impactful um, definition because it's not that great, but I know all the words and it's so dumb and fantastic. It's pop star, never stop, never stopping. <laughs> With Andy Samberg, which I don't think is usually very funny. The Lonely Island guys. Oh my God, the Lonely Island guys in this are so fucking hilarious. And there's so many cameos. And the songs are actually really funny. Mona Lisa, what an overrated piece of shit. Oh my God. Seriously, all I wanted to do when we were in Paris is go see the Mona Lisa so I could sing that song in front of it. <laughs> all the reason I wanted to go to the Louvre. <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, what's the no homo song he sings? Not the whole not gay. Thing? Not gay. Not gay. <laughs> NFL cheerleaders, not gay. <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight or not gay, gay, gay or not, not straight, straight or gay, gay or straight, it's okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, <laughs> it's so dumb, so stupid, oh my god, it's so stupid, um, so that, right, uh, so dumb, 
And then rounding out my comedies of the 2010s is Bridesmaids. Oh, fuck! Oh, I love that movie. Love that fucking oh. movie. From the beginning of that movie. Yeah, that was so much fun. Wow. Every girl I know has gone through most yeah. of it. Yeah, for wow. sure. And if not, it's an exaggerated version of something we definitely know. And when she rides the fucking gate after the like booty call and the housekeeper's coming in, she's stuck on the gate in the beginning of the movie as she's leaving the dude's house. All, every girl knows some form of that humiliation of leaving the next day in the clothes you showed up in last night. And like that walk of shame, that just walk of shame. And it was hyperbole. She's definitely exaggerating. We, no, nobody I know got on the fence like that, but how do you find it's so great? No, it's a, it's a perfect example of having a real situation and oh. just kind of uh, going above and beyond what that what yeah. could happen heighten, and that, heighten, heighten that situation. Heighten yeah. the situation. Um, it's just a brilliant piece of female comedy. I don't know. And maybe that did happen to Kristen Wiig. Oh my God. I know. I've tried to get out of some gates before and it's hard. So. It's so funny. I can't believe I forgot that fucking movie because what I've been reading a lot of screenplays lately uh, because I'm writing screenplays. And let me tell you, the one screenplay that I've read the most is fucking Bridesmaids because it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Even, wow. even reading it, it's just such a tight, tight script. And it's so fucking funny. Yeah, I have a thing for the comedies, obviously. Me too. Yeah, you do. A lot of comedies on my list. Yeah. You like to watch a lot of lighthearted movies that make you laugh and make you feel good. That's awesome. Yes. I can't believe I forgot that. Sci-fi and comedy pretty much sums me up. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does, actually. It's funny because all these movies really kind of do reflect your personality, if you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at the end of the day. You're just so, a hopeless romantic, Kelly. I'm just a hopeless romantic. I'm a sad sack. <laughs> but I don't cry that easily. <laughs> so you have to watch this shit to make your emotions I, flow. Yeah, I actually, you're, you're, you're right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's Jim? It's his turn. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right here. I'm right here. All right. Well, I'm so. I'm just checking something because something just occurred to me since we were talking about comedies and I was going, I'm, I just decided that I wanted to alter something on my list. Oh, shit. Uh -oh. Last minute uh, audible. Yeah, it's, uh, late, late breaking. Late breaking. So. Late breaking. All right, get into the 2010s, man. Comedies. Uh, get them to the Greek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that so was, good. Uh, what year was that? Uh, I, I have to look it up. I know it's in that vicinity, but. Ooh, it's got to be like 2010, 2011. It, it, it might be. It was it, it might be. when we first started dating. No, we, it definitely came out when we were dating. Yeah. So. Did um, it? Oh, you should check that out. Did I don't know. It might be earlier. It might Hold be on, earlier. I'm looking at my hand computer. If uh, not, yeah, I'll, refer, I'll, I'll refer back to... Uh, I forgot up, about Forgetting I, I, Sarah Marshall, too. Speaking of. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, I mean, Anytime that's good. something watching it. Um, Christina. 2010. 2010. Boom. Yeah, okay. It's just, I'm, obviously, the whole rock and roll thing appeals to me, but, like, there's an interesting sort of darkness in that movie with the drugs and the problems that he has with his family, and, and but, but the way to spin it to make it humorous... Um, yeah. I just really, th there's something about that movie that makes me laugh like crazy. Furry Walls. Furry Walls, yeah. And the soundtrack's amazing. And uh, that's, See, I that's just, kind of the way I feel about Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping. Like That's what, that's what, that's what you got my brain going about that. Yeah. It's sort of ridiculous, <laughs> and, but the, the songs are catchy. Yeah. And, and there's kind of a darkness to that film, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
those are what makes certain comedies better is that yeah. there's like a real thing that's going on behind yeah. that 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 makes those movies better and funnier i guess if you have a gallo sense of humor so which we all do yes 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 Good. we all do Good. So, next all right well i would have had mad max fury road on there but i'm going to say um blade runner 2049 oh i fell asleep to that a couple of times on an airplane i can understand why you did it's not it's not a fast-paced movie but it is I'm not going to say it's superior to the original Blade Runner, but it is, as far as sequels go, it's superior as a movie itself that had been made that many years later. It's Definitely. very rare when you can pull off something. that compelling. Say again, Wally? No, they did a great job. They did a great yeah. job with that. I mean... It's funny because I really do think that, like, on the way to someplace on an airplane, I tried to watch it, and I definitely fell asleep. So then on the way back from that place, I wanted to watch it. Or on Dude, another trip, I wanted to watch it, and I fell asleep again. I think it's awesome that you said that because the first at least two, if not three times that I, when I was a kid, that I tried to watch the original Blade Runner, all two or three times I fell asleep before the end. Because it's quiet. There's so much quiet. It's, yeah, I, think it's, I think it's so visually appealing to us and soothing to us that it, it, it just kind of lulls us. But once I started actually staying awake and watching it, I'm just like, my God, this is so good. Like it, and that's, it, I think that's a testament to the film. If it, if it can comfort you in such a way that you're just like, it wasn't boring. It was just so visually appealing that you're, the aesthetics were amazing. It just kind of like. Dune did that to me. I've never watched Dune all the way through because I just fall asleep. <laughs> Anyway, that's a good pick, Jim. I, yeah, I heartily agree with that. Um, a quick run, honorary mention before we uh, I get to my number one. Because of your is, audible. Is, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Oh, my so, God. But I also had a hard time between these two movies because the first one and the most recent one, but I am going to go with the first one, is the first Avengers and that is that was a, that's a comic book nerd's wet dream and it actually happened after building up to it for all these years and everything that came as a result of it the first avengers was that thing that made me feel like i was seeing empire strikes back for the first time it's just just made me a giddy kid like star wars you didn't know what you were going into as a little kid but empire strikes back you did so like you've waited 3 years and you've ramped up for it that's what Avengers was for me. Like I just felt like a kid going into that and seeing that they actually made all these movies that came before it in order to form this team and they made it work. And it's just, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. Endgame might actually be a better movie, but I can't take back the feeling that I got the first time I saw no, the, the, the first one's the best. Cause that's when they come together. That's when you yeah. orchestrate this massive thing that you had. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's very, it, it's very rare in today's day and age, like when you hear, like when you hear the Star Wars theme, you know, when you hear the Superman theme, you know, like now when I hear the Avengers theme, like I know, like it's part of like that sort of zeitgeist of things. And then, and then you think of that, that, uh, that, that circle that they make around the team when everybody's like, do, you know, when Thor's holding the hammer and uh, Black Widow loads the gun and and the Hulk roars and uh, and oh, Cap puts on a, uh, puts on the shield. It's Avengers assemble. Cinema. Call it, Captain. So yeah, good. Yeah. Like you it's wait the whole. Cinema. You've not only waited the whole movie for that moment, but you've waited for 
10 years for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so funny because I, I, I thought you were going to pick an Avengers film, but honestly, I thought, I didn't know if it was going to be the first one or if it was going to be uh, Endgame. I thought Endgame was pretty strong. It, I mean, it is pretty strong, but, but you have to, it's the same thing as like, everyone loves Empire Strikes Back, but you needed Star Wars to get to Empire Strikes Back. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to kind of like balance that sort of. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, all right, well, you might like Empire more, but you're like, you wouldn't have had Empire if Star Wars wasn't there in the first place. So we would have had Endgame, which was probably my favorite movie of 2019, but you needed to have all the rest of them there for, in the first place, all the other 22 movies that came before, 21 movies that came before it. So right. right. anyway, Kelly. Very nice. All right. Good job, Jim. Thanks, babe. Uh, <clears throat> Logan. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I don't ever need to see it again, though. Oh, it's so good, but... Wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's very... I loved it. I loved it because I didn't feel like I was actually watching a comic book-related movie. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, like, when I watched it, I was like, man, this story is about, like, family, and it's about, you know, someone who's coming to terms that, like, his body's broken, and he's never going to be the same, and just, like, it was just... It's oh, kind of, fuck, man. It's like, kind of the same reason you like terms of endearment, yeah. but you like yeah. Logan. Exactly. Leave yeah. it to Kelly to bring the humanity into our group. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that like within the first like ten minutes of the movie, I think he said fuck like six or yeah, seven. Yeah, they, they, they definitely embraced <laughs> being able to get an R rating on that. Yeah. I'm like, give me absurdity and sci-fi, yeah. and Kelly's like, I want a gripping drama. <laughs> I want Wolverine to have an existential crisis and yeah. film it. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it though. I thought it was great. So what it's probably my favorite out of. I mean, I know you guys love Avengers and all that stuff, and I do too. I love the fun blowing Meh. all that shit up, but I loved Logan. I thought it was a great way to, I guess, end his story. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, we won't go there about what they're redoing in the comic book industry with Logan now. So we, we actually I'll already talked about. We already that. did talk about that. Um, and then the other one, which I. I mean, this is one that I Jim took me to go see, and I really didn't have any ideas as to what I was gonna, whether I was gonna like it or not. But I ended up loving the movie. It was weird and uncomfortable for me to watch, but I ended up loving it. it was Shape of Water? Um, um, uh, wait, don't spoil it. Never seen it. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I I won't say anything about it, but it was a great movie. Jim is killing me, dude. Jim is writhing. In Every pain. time it comes on, I'm like, I can't watch this depressing movie. It's a, Dude, it's another movie it's that I've got in my it's a beautiful, it's, not depressing. it's a beautiful dark fantasy. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. I've wanted to see it since it came out. I just never never made it there. You know why? It's so hard to go to a movie with this one right there. Yeah. Well, you need to start taking yourself to the movies. She works she works on the weekends. She does work on the weekend. I'm blaming my wife. I'm blaming Lupe. <laughs> that's, I've a, tried. that's a Seinfeld reference. I've tried to watch it. But it is. It's a, it's a beautiful dark fantasy. Oh, Christina will hate it. I think Wally would like it. I think Wally will love it. I think yeah. Christina will hate it. I tried to watch it on a, again on an airplane. I think I tried to watch oh, it on an airplane. That's right. That's right. And it, that's I could t- you could tell already that that guy's going to be a real. <laughs> it's like M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything. The tropes are set up. Okay. No. Kelly. They're obvious architects. Okay, Kelly. What else? <laughs> and to end your misery, Christina, here you go. 
A Star is Born. No. <laughs> 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 Woo, I oh, my God. I haven't seen it. Nope. Again, it was on the other day. For some reason, something was on about it. And I'm like, if anything, you should watch it because you're such a huge Lady Gaga fan. She's fantastic in the movie. And I will say this. I mean, I've seen other versions of this movie. And, Barbara, and they stink. And sorry, Barbara Streisand, Lady Gaga blows her out of the water as far as this awesome. role. Like, she's amazing. I'm down. I'm, down. I'm, I'm ready. I want to see it. And, like, this you, this movie should give her the opportunity to do other roles because she was fantastic in it. And Andrew Dice Clay was in the movie. He's in there, and you're like, wait a minute. Is that, is that Andrew Dice Clay? And he was fantastic. And Sam so this Elliott. Is, this is about Gaga, for, right? So I love her, but yeah. this sums it up for me with Lady Gaga. I, my, one of my favorite albums of hers is the album that nobody likes. It's Art Pop. And I think Art Pop was about, like before it's yeah, time. I love it. It's so good. And are you talking about her first? Are you talking about her first album, or which no. one are you talking about? No, it's called Art Pop. Oh, and I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a rock great and roll album, right? No, it's, it's a the second or third. It's got a bunch of different weird shit on it. What's yeah. the rock and roll album you were talking about? It's the it, it's on that album, but everything's different. She's like a rap song on that. She's like this pop song on it. Uh, it's the one that she did with the Muppets. Like the Muppets did a Christmas special mm -hmm. with her with that one. Yeah, I remember that. It's the most bizarre. And so I feel like I love Lady Gaga when she's at her weirdest. I get that. Uh, well, singing with Bradley Cooper. You used to love Bradley Cooper. He was on Alias. What is your problem? You, you hate know, everything. You just, you got to give him a chance in this role because, you know, he, he, it's a different role for him. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a really great movie to watch. Awesome. So many movies that pop up and you want You have HBO. You can watch it right now. Yeah, look at you, crab face frog hey, bitch. We we tried to watch Extraction last week. We got everything. We got five minutes in and she's like, I don't want to watch it. I left the room. I had to turn it off and we had to watch something else. So we never watched Extraction from our last episode. We were like, We're gonna watch it. We're gonna be good. We're gonna do it. Look, some musclehead guy covered in blood and sand about some endless war that Chris, fucking white people started in a brown person's desert. I'm not interested. Uh, that, you didn't even make it that far because you that's not even exactly at all what it was. Exactly. But there were some deserts and some white people and some brown people fighting about something. There was guns. I'd rather see tits. I'd rather see tits than guns. Yeah. Like... Uh, I'm sorry. Give me some weirdo. Like, what happened to all the weird nineties movies? What happened to that Total Recall chick with the three boobs? Oh, I should have put hard to hold on my movie for. Oh, uh, you hate that movie. That movie's a dumpster <laughs> fire. I tell you, and it's funny because looking through the nineties, Total Recall came up, and I'm like, God damn, that was good too. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Another Verhoeven. Stop movie. biting your goddamn nails. It's just one nail, and it's because it's wonky. Is this the part of the entertainment section of our podcast? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, kids, we've probably right. been talking for way too long. No one cares about our opinions. I care. I think we've had a very diverse yet similar list of movies. I love it. I think it's been great. I think it's been amazing how uh, the different choices that we've all made. I'm obviously the juvenile in the room. I'm the romantic. Was that, was that up for debate? Yeah, because Jim's kind of juvenile sometimes. Uh, what? 
Yes. No. I proved my point. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, um, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening for 100 episodes. Woo! Woo! Yeah. 100. Nice. Yep. It's a fucking amazing. We got to 100. That's great. It is great. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in next week for 101. We're back to our regularly scheduled program. Scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me tequila in between earlier. Uh, it was a mistake. I took it away right afterwards, too. <laughs> oh, my God. She's drinking a beer. <laughs> you totally did. Oh, he made me that same drink, only replaced the vodka with... No, the bourbon. Ah, oh, the bourbon with tequila. With tequila. <laughs> I never learned my lesson. I never, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. And then it turns out to be bad. Do you do it for the show? Do you do it for the show? Like, let's just get her fired I, up. Here's the thing. I thought, I thought, okay, she had bourbon at first. I'm like, okay, second half of the show. If I give her tequila, she'll kick it up a notch. But it was too much of a notch. It was I like, it the notch was too great for, for me. <laughs> face <laughs> dude <laughs> whatever i'm drinking some mermaid snot i'm fine mermaid snot <laughs> mermaid <laughs> now and now it's not like called, mermaid snot it's called bon and viv and it's a like a white claw except their logo is a mermaid it's two oh. mermaids it's okay. two of them bon and all right hey hey sign up oh, i'm sorry Oh, I'm sorry. I just watched 100 movies over the last 5,000 years. So, yeah, Kelly's sucking dick in the parking lot. I'm watching her right now. You see her? <laughs> you can see her right now. Look at her. Hey, kids, don't be like Kelly. It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot, actually. <laughs> hey, learn a lesson, kids. Don't S a D in the P like your friend Kelly. <laughs> and why don't you just take a step back and fuck your own face? Signing off. Three, two, one. episodes mr chow good job guys that's awesome <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs>